The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International. And you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. How are you doing today? Get excited, my dear brother, my dear sister. What I will address to you today is important to you personally. And it is important to the body of Christ and also to our nation. As God is website, SOGMI.org. Again, it's SOGMI.org. Okay. Several weeks ago, I held the leadership training, and I think I shared some of what we heard from the Lord with you in this going to use you and me and many others who are going to believe to turn this country around. Okay? And if you are missing some of our broadcast, we are on podcast. All you need to do is to go to our program. But I need to address them again with a specific instruction. Okay? It is the Lord Jesus who called you. It is the Lord Jesus who sanctified you. And it is the Lord who qualified you. Jesus does not call the qualified. He qualified the called. And God does not even look at your abilities or inabilities. He looks at our availability. Do we have time for him? Are we available? He is a perfect God. So stop looking at your qualifications or lack thereof and make yourself available to him. It is that easy. The plan of God upon your life was already set before you were even born. Not the bad things that happened to you. The plan of God for you is not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. This is the nature of our God. This is his heart. He is loving, merciful, he is all-knowing, He is all-powerful. What he planned for your life, he can do. He can fulfill them. In a twinkling of an eye, they can manifest. But he needs for you to be available to him and to believe in him. He is perfect. All you and I need to do is to cooperate. So here are some of the instructions that we receive for the body of Christ. Allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt your schedule or mess up your programs. His ways are perfect, and His ways are a lot better. Why? Why do you need to allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt your schedule? So that He can place you wherever you ought to be at this time for you to receive the blessings He has for you. Are you available? Can He call on you? Are you willing to listen? Are you going to obey? Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, When the Holy Spirit will come upon you, you will be endued with power. We want results. We want blessings. We want to be happy. We want to be anointed. Allow the Holy Spirit to empower you. He is our power source. Look at the 120 disciples of our Lord at the upper room. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, they start preaching to hundreds of thousands of people in Jerusalem in their own dialect. But the crowd heard their message 
from their own language or dialect. What kind of power is that? Is that wonderful? You are speaking in English, and then all of a sudden the Chinese heard it in their own language, the Japanese and the Spanish, the French. You speak in English, and people in every part of the world will hear you in their own language. That is power, which leads me to the next instruction. When you receive a word from God or instruction, you go back and be still until you get a specific instruction. Do not assume things and try to fill in the blanks on what you're going to do or what to expect. Have you ever wondered why many personal prophecies are getting delayed in manifestation or they have not manifested at all? Because in the past, we tried to fill in the blanks. We didn't ask for specific instruction. So let us not assume things. Let us go back and listen to the Holy Spirit. And he will give us and instruct us and guide us into all truth. So let us go back to the specific instruction the 120 from the upper room got from the Lord Jesus. And let us see and understand, did Jesus give them instructions that are unreasonable? Did Jesus give you unreasonable instruction every time that it is almost impossible for you to obey? I want you to open your eyes and understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. This is important, especially in these days. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, meaning Jesus. Here is the instruction, or the command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Is that unreasonable for Jesus to tell them, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the gift from my Father? Is that asking too much? Then Jesus explained in verse 5, Acts chapter 1, verse 5, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Here is Jesus. The disciples were with Jesus for three years. He taught them. He ministered with them. They performed miracles by following specific instruction from him. They saw all the healings, the multiplications of loaves and fishes, the walking on water, the changing of water into wine, the raising of Lazarus, and so on and so on. They also saw him nailed at the cross, and now he was alive with them, and he gave them instruction. Terry in Jerusalem. Is that hard to follow coming from a loving God who has proven that he was the Messiah? The answer is no. With the breakthrough, with the manifestation we are waiting for, we need to stop helping God. Do not fill in the blanks. Let us stop assuming the steps of the Almighty God on how he is going to bring things about. So the disciples, they loved Jesus. They knew that he was the Messiah. And here he is. They're going to receive a gift from God the Father from heaven. They didn't know what to expect. So they waited. They obeyed the simple instruction. They tarried in Jerusalem. And I guarantee you that what they experienced and what they received 
from the Holy Spirit at that time at the upper room, it was more than they expected, more than they can ever imagine. Because why? It never happened before. So God is taking you and I to a place where we've never been before. We need specific instruction from him. So that was the first time that the fulfillment of the prophecy by prophet Joel, that God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh manifested. Now they have this power using their mouth and the Holy Spirit translated their dialect into the languages of the world. That is power. We are on a need-to-know basis. Don't jump into conclusions and allow God to do His perfect work with your cooperation. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, Then they gathered around Him and asked Him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Here is Jesus telling them the Father is going to send you the Holy Spirit. And that was big. But they did not fully understand or they cannot even imagine what Jesus was talking about. So instead, just like you and I, a lot of times, they want, they want to receive things or to see things happen based on their own understanding and what they expect. So instead of saying, thank you, Jesus, about the gift of Father God, they wanted to see things in the flesh based on their own understanding. Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? For them, that is more important than the Holy Spirit coming upon them. A lot of times we put so much emphasis on the manifestations of what God promised that we miss how God will glorify himself and will glorify you by obeying those specific instructions. So don't fill in the blanks, okay? So Jesus answered them in Acts 1-7, and he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has sent by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Why are we on a need-to-know basis? Because we're under the new covenant, the righteous shall live by faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38. We must believe in Jesus. We must believe in thus saith the Lord. In John chapter 6 verses 38 through 40, it says, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. What is eternal life? that you may know the Father and that He sent His only begotten Son. This is the Father's will for you and I. So when Jesus tells you something, or thus saith the Lord, believe in Him. When you believe in Jesus, you also believe in the Father. Okay? John 6, 29. 
Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So the disciples heard instruction from the Lord. They obeyed and believed, and they received more than they could have ever imagined or hoped for. You and I need to follow specific instruction, and let us not assume things, especially if you are smart. Count everything lost for the sake of knowing Christ and the power of his resurrection. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is true faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. So let us go back to specific instruction. As you obey, continue to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Follow those specific instructions. Do not assume anything. Don't fill in the blanks. Okay? Keep in mind, when God promises you something great, He will use simple things that no one can take the glory from Him. And He will be able to demonstrate His power. If you can do things your way and manifest things your own way, you do not need to hear from Him. It will depend on your own ability or abilities, your resources, and it's still the world's way of doing things, not God's ways of doing things. God's ways of doing things is He gets the glory. You will be used to have people attracted to Him, that He is a wonderful God, the demonstration of His power. And you get to keep the goods. That's God's ways of doing things. His way, exactly what he says, and believe in the Son, Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. Let us go to John chapter 2. I love this miracle. Because even Jesus did not plan to get involved, but his mother Mary involved him anyway. In John chapter 2, starting with verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Verse 4. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. And amazingly, Mary ignored Jesus. Jesus told her, I don't want to get involved. It's not time yet. But there is a need. If there is a need... And somebody who will believe and obey the instruction, Jesus will manifest himself supernaturally. Verse 5. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Verse 6. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Six times 30, a hundred 80 gallons of wine. That's a lot. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. He then told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, 
though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Was the instruction of Jesus too difficult for the servants to follow? No. The instructions of Jesus, especially the manifestations of it and then the simple instruction, your brain, no matter how sharp your brain is, cannot compute the instruction. You cannot process the instruction of God by analyzing things in your brain. You have to receive it not from your mind, but from the heart by faith. To look at the one who gave you those instructions. To believe in him. You know the story about Elisha and Naaman in Second Kings chapter 5, right? Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Aram and had leprosy. He was told by his young Jewish slave that there is a prophet in Samaria who can heal him of his leprosy. So he went to his king, the king of Aram, and told him what the Jewish slave said. But instead of going to the prophet Elisha direct, he followed the protocol, the political correctness, the culture, the drama, and the ceremonies. Of course, the king of Israel, once he read the letter from the king of Aram, he got agitated and tore his robes. He thought that the king of Aram was trying to find an excuse to cause war. And then the prophet Elisha heard that the king tore his robes. He sent for Naaman. This is in 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 8 through 13. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. Is that a difficult instruction? Wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and you will be healed. Verse 11, But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought, what did I just tell you? The promise of God and the instruction of God, you cannot process it in your mind. You have to receive it by faith and receive it from the heart. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all of the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in rage. Verse 13. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great things, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. A lot of times, my dear brothers and sisters, when we receive a word from God, we want all the ceremonies and the drama. It tickles the flesh. Oh, you are so great because God is telling you to do all these wonderful, difficult things. No, and I'm going to repeat it again. God will use simple things and simple instructions to demonstrate his power so that you and I will not be able to get the glory. 
So what kind of instruction you received from God? Are they really too hard to do? Some of these instructions are what? Believe. Fear not. Forgive. Don't sin. Put me first. Praise me. Or be consistent with your walk. Do not neglect the fellowship of the saints. Those are not difficult considering on what are the things you have to do right now, how much you have to pay, too long of a wait for you just to get your situation resolved. And there's a lot of torment, there's a lot of pain and suffering with it. Instead, obey God. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, you do it. I learn lessons from this myself. There's a lot of things that God have told me that are so important personally. I didn't even realize. I didn't even pray for those kind of things. I was too busy in focusing on a lot of things. And for me, God has already blessed me tremendously. What an honor and privilege to minister in his name all over the world. And signs and wonders follow. For me, it's a great privilege that you can truly not outgive God. And it is not based on my abilities either. I made myself available to God. But when it comes to my personal things, I kind of jump into conclusion a lot of times, and I made decisions, set this aside, do this now, and I got into trouble. Things postponed. But you know what? I made myself available, and I listened to the Holy Spirit, and he explained some things to me and gave me specific instruction. I am following those instructions. And everything is beginning to be in their proper order. Yes, I will have some difficulties along the way because I still have to contend with my own mind and thinking. Do you know that Satan is not your, is not your greatest enemy? He's already defeated. Actually, you can command Satan to do something or not to do something in the name of Jesus. And if you believe, he had to obey. The greatest challenge and the enemy that we are facing right now is our own flesh, our own mind, and our stinking thinking sometimes. They stink. So let us make correction while it is still cold today. Let us not harden our hearts when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and give us specific instruction. Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit will come, he will remind you of the things that I said and I told you. So the Holy Spirit will remind you of simple things. You obey them. Because by obeying simple instruction and by believing in our Lord Jesus Christ, God will demonstrate his power to the world. And we get blessed in return. So what kind of instruction do you receive from God? God is not unreasonable. They're so simple. You don't even have to think about them. Just come from the heart and be grateful and then expect things to manifest. Okay? Let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this revelation for today that we do not need to understand what you're telling us, what you're promising us, because we've never been this way before and no eyes have seen, no ears have heard that what you're planning and manifesting in our lives is more than we can ever ask for, more than we can ever imagine. So Holy Spirit, help us in our weaknesses. 
remind us of our instruction. And Holy Father, I thank you that you are enabling each and every one of us to obey. Grant us a willing spirit in these days. And I thank you, Lord, for restoring all those things that were lost and making every crooked path made straight. I pray this upon my brothers and sisters in Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Call me at 210-695-1630. Let me hear from you and tell me what God is doing in your life, okay? Again, the number is 210-695-1630. God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.